Hello, I'm Brandon Perna, host of That's Good Sports, a 10-minute-ish daily NFL comedy podcast. Have you ever wished for a crappy version of The Daily Show, but only about the NFL? Then, first and foremost, I implore you to dream much bigger. Secondly, I would recommend subscribing to That's Good Sports. Every weekday, I will be giving you NFL news, telling questionable jokes, and swearing just enough so you won't ever be able to listen with your kids in the room or car. I don't ask for a lot, but if you don't subscribe on iTunes, my wife said she will leave me. Thanks, and I look forward to putting my voice in your ear holes. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. Intercepted at the 35-yard line. Derwin James. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Powder Blue Review. I am your host, Michael Peterson. This is Powered by Blue Wire Podcast. Again, if you guys haven't been to uh, bluewirepods.com, checked out some of our merchandise, checked out the other amazing podcasts and the talent that we have collected on this company, you guys got to go do it. I really do appreciate that. Um, And I appreciate you guys in general for showing me so much love, especially now that we are on our 20th episode of this show. It's absolutely incredible. Um, honestly, you know, you never think you're going to do 20 of anything, uh, much less get to episode 20 of a podcast that, you know, kind of came out of nowhere and you put a lot of effort into it. And I just can't appreciate you guys enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you once again from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you guys haven't already, follow me on Twitter. It's where I do a lot of my stuff in general on social media. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Go ahead and follow the podcast handle for the podcast, and that's at PB Review Podcast. That one's growing pretty fast as well. And if you guys want to follow my written work, my weekly columns, news blurbs, breaking news, anything like that, head on over to SBNationsBoltsFromTheBlue.com. That is where I am the deputy manager, trying so hard to make that site the best it can possibly be. So again, if you guys can show that site any love whatsoever, it is greatly appreciated. Unfortunately, I want to say we have a good show. I think every show is going to be a good show, but... How good can a show be when you're talking about a loss? And not just any loss, but a cringeworthy, frustrating, down-to-the-wire, once-again loss to the Houston Texans. The Chargers dropped this one 27-20 after having a 10-point lead to start the second half. <sighs> Oy vey is about all I can say with this one. Um, it, it was a tough one, guys. It was a tough one again. The refs didn't help too much. The Chargers didn't make the refs' jobs any easier by obviously some egregious holding, by taking a step back in play in terms of some players who probably had a good outing against the Lions last week, unfortunately did not have a good outing against this one. And some guys due to injuries were forced to play who should honestly never see the field whatsoever. Obviously, Roderick Teamer, an undrafted free agent uh, following this last year's draft, got the nod at strong safety due to the fact that Derwin James is out. And then his backup ended up being Adrian Phillips, who was out with a broken forearm. So going forward, 
I'm not sure what they're going to do with the strong safety position, honestly, especially as, as bad as Teamer was in this game. I, I can't see the, the coaching staff really sticking with him. I mean, it was pretty bad. I just rewatched the game prior to recording this, and it was just only a huge reminder that, wow, this guy wasn't just, you know, not that good. He was bad. He was bad, and he almost single-handedly allowed this team to come back and win this game. So guys, today's show rundown essentially is, is as always, on these post-game uh, shows that come out Tuesday morning. Um, any big storylines, we're going to talk about them. Game recap, again, Chargers dropped this one 27-20 to Houston. Uh, going back over some notable performances as well. It was a big day for the Slayer. Can't believe it. Career high in receiving yardage. So Keenan Allen, and he essentially carried this team on his back. Rivers knew uh, kind of what he has offensively. I and mean, although he has Mike Williams, who made some good catches, especially some big catches that were nullified by boneheaded penalties, he essentially used Allen to kind of will this team to a victory. Um, Allen hauled in 13 of his team-leading 17 targets for 183 yards. Again, that is a career high and two touchdowns in this one. Allen was phenomenal, making guys miss, making the tough catch, moving the chains on third downs, money downs, fourth downs. He did it all, and that's so good to see. Now, Allen at this point, after three games, barring you know something crazy that happens tonight on Monday Night Football, obviously I am recording this on Monday for you guys to have uh, for Tuesday morning, Allen currently leads the NFL in receiving. He has 29 catches for 404 yards and three scores. And what's even more crazy about those three scores is that Allen has had six touchdowns total, or he had, excuse me, six touchdowns last year. In 2017, he also had six total touchdowns, and he hasn't had more than six since his rookie season when he had eight total touchdowns. So it's awesome to see Allen kind of on this record-breaking pace to set career highs essentially across the board. Uh, I think his career high is 102 catches that he did in 2017. So as of right now, he is really, really, really on pace. And I, I can't see the volume going anywhere. Even when Hunter Henry comes back from his uh, his plateau fracture in his leg, I can't see Allen losing that many targets to where um, you know he's going to take a nosedive this year. I, I fully believe he's going to go on and do some great things. Rivers, 944 yards passing through the first three games, five touchdowns to two picks, uh, one of those being a one-handed grab from Malik Hooker in week one. I don't know how you blame Rivers too much on that one. The second was the boneheaded one. He threw into double coverage to end the Detroit game. Austin Eckler, 38 carries, 160 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Also has 19 catches for 208 yards and two scores through the air. Justin Jackson sits at 18 carries for 142 yards, zero touchdowns has just six catches for 13 yards uh, through the air. And if you remember, Justin Jackson's totals could actually be quite higher. He could actually have two touchdowns as opposed to zero. But again, one this past week, uh, one against Detroit as well. He had a 66-yard touchdown against Detroit that was wiped out. I think he had a six-yard touchdown early on in the game against the Texans that was wiped out by a Dan Feeney penalty. Uh, Jackson's just been on the wrong, and he's been shafted quite a lot by this offensive line and their, and their knack of committing these egregious penalties and these egregious holds, and uh, it's just unfortunate. Mike Williams, eight catches for 157 yards, has yet to find the end zone. Couldn't corral any of those fades early on in the Detroit game. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, uh, Thomas Davis once again led the team in tackles. He was tied with seven, along with Roderick Teamer. Not always a good thing. We've kind of realized that them collecting a bunch of tackles is a seriously misleading stat. 
because they're not so much making plays with these tackles. They're just kind of accepting these ball carriers and receivers into their arms and not so much making plays, splash plays. Uh, They're kind of just cleaning up, you know, five, six, seven more yards down the field. Um, Thomas Davis did have half a sack that he shared with Joey Bosa. Um, Unfortunately, the Chargers defense only got two sacks of Watson on this day. Uh, We'll get into a a crazy stat um, that Aaron Reese from The Athletic uh, pointed out in one of his recent articles about yesterday's game. It was absolutely horrendous. But going on down, Denzel Perryman came back, made his presence felt right away, had a huge hit on a receiver from the Texans on a speed sweep, was awesome, really got the crowd going. Melvin Ingram, five total tackles, one tackle for loss. Brandon Meebane coming out with his first sack of the season, two, just two total tackles, but one was a sack, one was a tackle for loss. Awesome to see him playing fairly well. Joey Bosa just had two tackles, but did share that sack with Thomas Davis. Also had a tackle for loss, one and a half to be exact. Um, Jenkins played all right. He unfortunately had a interception nullified by, I believe it was a face mask penalty from Desmond King that caused um, a penalty by the Texans to be offset. So all of a sudden they had to redo the down. So instead of you know being able to decline uh, a penalty by the Texans and, and keep that interception, it was nullified. And that's nullified is the word. You're going to hear that a lot with the Chargers. Unfortunately, you've heard it a lot through the first three weeks. A lot of big plays, momentum shifting plays have been nullified by these penalties. And it's unbelievably unfortunate and frustrating. And you just want to bang your head against the wall. But that's just what this Chargers team is so far. You're starting to get a few PTSD feelings from that 2016 season where they lost a bunch of games when they had leads that, you know, heading into the fourth quarter, they had a 99% chance to win against the Chiefs in week one. Then they had a 98% chance to beat the Saints in week three. And then in week four, they had an 89% chance to beat the Raiders in the fourth quarter. And they blew all those leads to to end up going 5-11 and 11 on the season. That's something that's getting real too close, really, really, really too close for comfort with this team is starting to look like. I don't know how I'm going to be if that's what this team is going to look like, you know, to start this season. Um, Just a bummer, just an absolute bummer. Uh, But let's go ahead and take a look at the Texans side of the ball, kind of what they did in this game. But first, I do want to throw this over to a few ad messages from our awesome, awesome sponsors. So we will be right back. In case you guys didn't know, we at Blue Wire actually use Harry's Razor. If you actually visit their website, you can go ahead and check out all the different types of shave sets and face care products that they have. Me personally, I'm a big fan of the shaving cream. I actually found them at Target, had no idea they were actually within Target. So everybody loves Target. Easy place to go get yourself some Harry's Razors. But I don't know why you don't join the 10 million who have already tried Harry's. If you go to harrys.com slash bluewire, you can go ahead and actually claim a special offer. So, a few other reasons why you should try Harry's. Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's also makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. It's actually just two bucks per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. That trial set comes with a weighted, ergonomic handle for an easy grip, 5-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, 
a rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help show support for this show. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them, there's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, though, whether your betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, and it's where you should, too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Just do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate that offer. Again, that is promo code BLUEWIRE. So go visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Heading on over to the Texan side of the ball, Deshaun Watson had himself a day. He had 25 completions on 35 passes, excuse me, 34 passes, 351 total yards, and three touchdowns. He only had seven carries uh, for 18 yards. Um, good way to, to kind of limit him. Unfortunately, the team, you know, they wanted him to play quarterback, and he turns out to be a pretty good quarterback, especially from the pocket. Carlos Hyde on the ground. Only had 19 total yards on 10 carries. Uh, Duke Johnson also didn't get too much leeway either. Uh, Nothing really to to mention with the Texans' ground game. But through the air, the Texans continued to find success. And it honestly didn't matter who they were passing the ball to. Kenny Stills ended up with four catches for 89 yards to lead the team. And honestly, Casey Hayward was a little bit of an unsung hero in this one. He limited DeAndre Hopkins, you know, this perennial all-pro receiver, to six catches for just 67 yards. Complimentary speedster Will Fuller ended up with five catches for 51 yards. But where the trouble was in this game was the covering of the tight ends. And unfortunately, when you look at these tight ends and these numbers and how much success Watson was able to have throwing to them, there's only one thing that I point to, and that's the lack of Derwin James on this offense. One of the biggest reasons why Derwin James was so good last year and a big reason why he was a first-team All-Pro as a rookie is that he could shut down any tight end that was in front of him. The Chargers were so good at limiting opposing tight ends. You know, for fantasy purposes, that was really good for them. Uh, if you guys were into that stuff, you probably remember that. But the likes of Travis Kelsey, you know, didn't do too much at all. Jared Cook didn't do too much at all. Guys who were having big 2018 seasons didn't do any of that stuff against the Chargers. And a big reason for that was Derwin James's presence. Unfortunately, the Chargers didn't have Derwin James in this one, and they're not going to for at least another month. So you look at the tight ends, and man, these guys almost single-handedly, again, beat the Chargers. Jordan Akins, he's a second-year tight end from Western Kentucky. and A lot of you casual fans probably have no idea who these people are. Well, he was at the Senior Bowl, was a good tight end in college for Western Kentucky, but he hasn't done anything like this in the NFL. 
And unfortunately, that's kind of what happens when team plays teams play the Chargers. Players who usually don't do well tend to kind of do well. And that was the case here. Aikens finished with three catches for 73 yards, two of those three being touchdowns. Uh, Darren Fells, uh, uh, you know, hasn't had much success, not a big receiving threat, was last with the Browns uh, a year prior, um, five catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. So the Chargers did such a good job of limiting all these dangerous wide receivers. I mean, these guys have some speed and Stills and Fuller and Hopkins being an all-around one of, if not the best receiver in the NFL. They could only do so much because the guy in charge of stopping the tight ends was an undrafted free agent from this year, still a rookie in Roderick Teamer. Absolutely insane. J.J. Watt, defensive side of the ball for the Texans, two sacks. D.J. Reader, a really good defensive tackle that no one's really heard about, one and a half sacks. Whitney Merciless, one sack. I believe they got to Phillip Rivers five times. And, you know, this whole game, it was led up to believe that the Chargers would feast on this lackluster offensive line by the Houston Texans. Well, it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all, actually. Uh, The Chargers, the offensive line looked like the worst of the two, which is horrendous when you're playing the Texans. And Philip Rivers paid for it. It also he paid for it when uh, I believe it was Merciless came down on Philip Rivers combined with JJ Watt and forced a fumble that again helped shift the momentum of this game. And staying on the theme of defensive lines, you guys have got to hear this stat involving the Chargers defensive line against that Texans offensive line. Now listen to this. Aaron Reese of the Athletic noted that Deshaun Watson in this game was pressured on 13.9% of his dropbacks. That is the lowest percent dropbacks being pressured on that Deshaun Watson has faced in his entire career. So let that sink in a little bit more. He has been the most sacked quarterback since the beginning of last year. He's the most sacked quarterback or was the most sacked quarterback heading into this past Sunday's game. And the Chargers only pressured him on 13.9% of his dropbacks. Again, that is the number one lowest amount percentage of being pressured in his entire career the most pressured quarterback just set a career high of not being pressured against a Chargers defensive line that supposedly has one of the most elite duos of pass rushers in the NFL in Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram that's horrendous that's absolutely horrendous now I don't want to freak out fully but this is what's tough about that you'd think against a Detroit offensive line that was missing their left tackle and a Texans offensive line that has struggled to do anything to really protect Deshaun Watson that this Chargers defensive line who's known for its pass rush ability would have its way pretty much having their quarterback served up on a silver platter that didn't happen it just didn't happen but at the same time just just think about this last year when Aaron Donald set the NFL record for most sacks by a defensive tackle He didn't have a sack through the first three games. This season, again, after being the 2017 and 2018 Defensive Player of the Year back-to-back, only guys to do that are J.J. Watt and Lawrence Taylor, Aaron Donald got his first sack of the 2019 season last night against the Cleveland Browns. So there is plenty of reason to worry about this pass rush, whether or not they're going to be that good, whether Bosa and Ingram are washed or overrated or anything like that. Just remember... Aaron Donald took him three games to get a sack last season, took him almost three this season. So if one of the best defensive players anyone's ever seen can take a couple games to actually find Paydirt, I think we'll be okay with Bosa and Ingram. For the second week in a row, the Chargers could not get out of their own way. And if you really think 
they were that bad in the Indianapolis game to start week one. I mean, they won the game. It was still pretty bad. Still a second half implosion per se. They were pretty bad again this week. Here's just a list. During my replay of the game, I wrote down some key moments. They're either blunders, uh, stupid things that happen, penalties called, that nullified plays, stuff like that. So just, just listen to these real quick. So on the second drive, it was a first and 10. Watson scrambled for a first down. I think it was, no, it was third and 13. Second drive, the Chargers had just scored after they had recovered that fumble from Watson. And if they would have stopped Watson on this play, they would have got the ball back and potentially gone down to go up 14 to zero. Watson scrambled off the left side, uh, avoided some sacks, tiptoed the sideline, and somehow got the first down. I don't think he got the first down at all. The, the, the ref said he extended the ball and got over the first down marker. I just couldn't believe it. He got away from Ingram, Bosa, Justin Jones, Tillery. I mean, absolutely everybody. I couldn't believe it happened. But that was a big turning point early on in the game. Justin Jackson had another touchdown run nullified by a holding penalty on Dan Feeney. And again, this guy, Pro Football Focus, had as an elite guard last week against the Detroit Lions. He nullified this touchdown by holding. It was egregious, by the way. It wasn't even ticky-tack like some of the penalties from the Detroit game. And then they were sacked immediately on the next play. And guess what? Dan Feeney was the guy to allow that sack. He got absolutely walloped by DJ Reader, again, who had one and a half sacks on the day. Just, uh, they're just really good at compounding mistakes and bad plays. And that's just frustrating. So, uh, number three, Teamer, Roger Teamer, plays center field for some reason on a cover two scheme where everyone else on the play, and this is the, the touchdown to Darren Fells, everyone else was playing cover two and played very well. Everyone else was locked up on their guy, defended their responsibility very, very well. Roger Teamer somehow stood in the middle of the field, playing center field, and just stood there and watched Darren Fells run by him and away from him on the corner route, and Watson hit him on to get the Texans on the board for the first time of the day. On their second touchdown pass of the day, this one was the first to Jordan Aikens. They ran kind of the same vertical concept where the tight end on the right side just ran straight up the field. But this time the Chargers were in cover one and were absolutely ripped to shreds on this one. Uh, On the backside of the play to the left of Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins ran a vertical, was wide open to his right. Jordan Aikens ran a vertical. Uh... Up the sideline, excuse me, up the sideline, up the seam, and was wide open. Rayshon Jenkins was the only center fielder. Uh, they were playing a cover one scheme, cover three, excuse me, and he was just beat horribly. Uh, the concept was just a perfect play, looked awful. Travis Benjamin dropped two passes, one near the sideline that went through his hands, the second, again, through his hands towards the end of the game, that if he had caught it, he would have been in the end zone and would have been 27 27, and the Chargers would have lived to fight another day in overtime. Benjamin, two catches for five yards on the day. What a horrendous guy. Deshaun Watson escaped a squashed pocket and somehow found Jordan Aikens 53-yard rumble for a touchdown. Again, he dodged a Justin Jones tackle. He dodged a Jerry Tillery would-be sack. Dodged Bosa. And then somehow scored it out. All the defenders, once they saw Deshaun Watson get out, came up to attempt to tackle Watson, and he just dumped it over the top of everyone's head for Jordan Aikens, who got a couple blocks and rumbled 53 yards for a touchdown. So that's just a short list. I didn't write every single thing that went wrong. You didn't even mention Mike Williams' big clutch catch on a third down late in the game to to move the chains to get them within first and goal because, again, that was nullified by another penalty. It's just horrendous, guys. Just absolutely horrendous. Real quick, we're going to go ahead and finish this episode up with this week's Surge or Static segment. Again, this is a column I do once a week, uh, the day after the Chargers game. So it comes out every Monday. 
It's called surge static because I named three players that quote surge forward. So they take a step forward in their play, played really well. And then I picked three players who stayed static. You stayed in the same place. Their play was bad and didn't go anywhere, didn't progress, or even it was bad enough to take a step back. So surge, obviously the Slayer. Keenan Allen, you know, after setting a career high in receiving yards, it's a really easy way to land yourself on the surge list. So he's been in this column as a surge player every week, these first three games of the season. He's been awesome. He's been absolutely awesome. He hauled in again, like I said, 13 of 17 targets on route to 183 yards and two scores. He's got three receiving touchdowns in three games. He's halfway to the six total scores he had in both 17 and 18. Um, even when Hunter Henry comes back, like I said, he will probably receive the same amount of targets, maybe one or two less, but this guy's going to be a volume vacuum. I put kicker punter Ty Long on this because after bouncing back from the Detroit game where he did miss two field goals, he made both of his field goals in this one, made both of his extra points. Um, field goals were 34 and 43 yards, but unfortunately that 43-yard field goal were the only points the Chargers were able to muster in the second half, again, along with those second-half implosions by the team. Michael Badgley's probably going to be back next week. He was a limited participant for most of this past week in practice. Looked like he was going to go until a late doubtful designation came through, and then he ended up being inactive on game day. My third search player goes to Desmond King. He really got the crowd fired up early on in this one. Uh, you know, kudos to him to keeping his wits about him. He did recover a Deshaun Watson fumble where he was trying to dirt a scream and unfortunately threw the pass into the dirt behind his body that bounced right into the arms of King and he took it down to the Houston 15 yard line. Unfortunately, an offensive lineman was also pretty smart and was on top of King before he was able to get into the end zone. On the day, uh, he had four total stops, a pass deflection, and a QB hit. It was cool to see Gus Bradley kind of using King in a variety of ways, similar to how Derwin James was used last year. So good to see at least Gus Bradley's trying to make do with the best players he still has left after all these injuries. Looking at the static section, it's obviously going to be teed off by safety Roderick Teamer. He didn't suit up for the first two games, but in his first professional game, he started. He got the nod at strong safety and didn't do anything with it. As we talked earlier, there's not much to talk about here besides he allowed a couple big touchdowns, looked out of place multiple times, didn't know what he was doing, wasn't able to play super fast. I just think this game was too big for him, and hopefully the Chargers can figure something else out. Maybe it's Jalen Watkins. Maybe it's using Nasir Adderley. I don't think so. For some reason, he's just really not into Nasir Adderley at all. But this is something the team's really going to have to fix, uh, and much sooner rather than later. Second is wide receiver Travis Benjamin. I think this is the second time he's been in the static section. Two drop passes, both would have been absolutely huge in this game. He doesn't get a ton of volume, but when he's used, he usually doesn't come through whatsoever. And, you know, Travis Benjamin's known for being the fastest guy on the field. He's kept to be a speedster who could take the top off the defense anytime he wants. Well, he hasn't taken the top off the defense for a while and quite frankly, I'm still super tired of seeing him on the field running jet motions, orbit motions, trying to collect some sort of attention from the defense when honestly no defenses respect him because he hasn't done anything to garner their respect. I'm tired of Travis Benjamin. Get him out of there. Last but not least, the pass rush. Actually, yes, this is the least. You know what? Deshaun Watson, most set quarterback first two games, most set quarterback since the start of last year, only got to twice. Only got through twice. The first sack of the day was from Brandon Mebane, while Bosa and Ingram were actually off the field. The four that rushed on that play were Mebane, Uchenna Nwosu, Isaac Rochelle, and Justin Jones. 
It wasn't until a crucial third down that Bosa was able to get to the quarterback. Him and Thomas Davis did bring Watson down. It was right when the team needed it. But again, I'd mentioned that 13.9% of his dropbacks, he was pressured on, career low or high, depending on how you view that. It was probably the most casual day in the pocket for Watson ever. It was. It flat out was. It was a huge letdown by this defensive line. If you guys want to read the actual article I have um, on this, please go ahead to boltsontheblue.com. Again, that's where you can find all of my articles. But guys, with that, this show does come to a close. Thank you once again for tuning in. This was episode 20. Let's do 20 more. And then let's do 20 more and 20 more. And let's just keep going until you guys look me in the face and tell me you don't want me to do this show anymore. And I hope that day, honestly, never comes because I'm having way too much fun with this. Once again, this has been Michael Peterson. If you guys want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks, that's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Go ahead and follow the Twitter podcast handle as well. That's at PB Review Podcast. And go to boltsfromtheblue.com and show your boy some love by commenting. Let's have a conversation. Hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are always open. I love to talk Chargers ball, good or bad. You want to be pessimistic together, let's be pessimistic together. Stay alert for the episode later this week. Again, I am doing two podcasts a week now that the regular season is here. Um, We're going up against the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins preview show. As much as I'd like to say this is a surefire win, I never like to get that optimistic, even when it comes to some of the worst teams in NFL history, apparently. But once again, this has been Michael Peterson on the Powder Blue Review, powered by Blue Wire Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Always, always, always. Thank you guys, and we'll see you later this week.